You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And we're live, Chris. The 6-1 New York Giants, 23-17 victory over Jacksonville. I got to say, Chris, that game, it was fun to watch, right? But the final five minutes of that game, and on the game clock, it was a minute and seven seconds, felt like it lasted longer than the previous portion of that game. Dude, holy crap, was that just heart-wrenching. Oh man, it, the the Giants are lucky they they don't give style points in the NFL because yeah, man, wow, they they almost did to themselves what other teams did for them in previous games. What the Jaguars did for them throughout the first fifty five minutes of this game. Yeah, the Jags, man, they were just shooting themselves in the foot. It felt like a giant home game. You know, props to whatever Giant fans were in the crowd there because it was loud. There were a lot of dumb false start penalties by Jacksonville that New York was able to take advantage of. And I'll say this, all right, I'm not one to blame the officials or anything like that. There are calls on every single play that could be called, but that drive was extended not just because of Saquon Barkley not going out of bounds, but also because I felt like Three penalties. One was really warranted on a Dory Jackson. And then the Dexter Lawrence roughing the passer. I know roughing the passer calls are just proliferating around the NFL right now, but it looked like Leonard Williams was kind of kept his body weight off a little bit. And then the Dane Belton on the third down, I don't even know what the heck they called there. I felt like that was really ticky tacky, but again, man, this had shades of, was it Kevin Dyson and Mike Jones? (laughs) <laughs> at the uh, Titans Rams Super Bowl, Christian Kirk getting down on the one yard line and Fabian Moreau coming up with a huge tackle. Talk about a find, Chris, from the pro scouting department. Fabian Moreau is playing like a true NFL starter and a true cornerback that you want starting on your team. Yeah. And, you know, but props to Doug Peterson for that Pat Shermer levels of clock management earlier in the second half because, ooh, if, if the Jaguars had one more timeout, to spend if they could have stopped the clock with the ball on the one inch line with you know four downs to work with this game could have been so much different we could be talking about a loss right now but Doug Peterson he he used those timeouts earlier one with I think seven minutes to go uh forget where he used the other one I think it might have been five minutes to go something like that but man oof <laughs> It's wild, man. It's wild, but this is another comfort behind victory. Now, it's not against the Green Bay Packers, but still, it's a comfort behind victory on the road against the Jacksonville team that I feel like is probably a little bit better than their 2-5 and record would say right now or would suggest, although they're they're still undisciplined and they're still going to take their dumb fair share of penalties. But I got to say, man, the, the resilience of this Giants team. Whenever you think that they're out, they're not. They come back. They're still well-coached. They're still well-prepared. I think one of the prevailing storylines of the game, though, Chris, and it really started happening early on in this football game, was all of those injuries that the New York Giants dealt with. So we're hoping that Daniel Bellinger, who got poked in the eye, that was not called, but he got poked in the eye. That looked really, really rough. Evan Neal ends up going down. It looks like it could be his MCL. They're going to test it tomorrow. I'm hoping that a lot of these Giants will end up being okay and these injuries aren't too serious. Yeah, same. Also, uh, Ben Bredesen went down with a knee yep. injury. Yeah, it, 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 there seemed like there were a dozen 
plays as this game could have gone off the rails for the Giants. And, and in a lot of ways, it kind of did go off the rails for the Giants, going by you know their first drive where they moved the ball down the field pretty efficiently. And then you know the Jaguars answer, then the injuries start piling up for the Giants. And at points in the game, it looked like the Jaguars could do almost whatever they wanted to the Giants' defense. Travis Etienne was averaging almost nine yards a carry at one point. And it, it wild is the only way to describe this game, which, you know, that does line up with what we thought would happen before the game started. And I have to say, this Jaguars team is definitely better than their record would suggest. Honestly, right now, I would say they were better than the Green Bay Packers, who lost again today, I believe, to Washington. Yes, yes, definitely. The Green Bay Packers are in a tailspin right now. But I'll say this too, that the Giants carried over some of the football. I don't want to say fortune because that takes away from them. It's not necessarily fortune, but some of what happened last week against the Baltimore Ravens carried over to this game against Jacksonville. Their run defense was gashed, Chris. Travis Etienne was running all over them. But then what happened? The Giants defense ends up stepping up big in the red zone and ends up forcing a fumble and coming away with the football in that situation. I mean, if Xavier McKinney doesn't strip Travis Etienne in that moment, then this game could have just been blown wide open and we would have saw a totally different outcome. But the defense continues to be opportunistic, even though they're not playing that great. I mean, there's still a lot of room for improvement here with Wink Martindale's unit. Oh, definitely. You know, that was a great play by McKinney. Also, terrible ball security by Etienne. Honestly, right now, I'd have to say, Etienne kind of reminds me of a very young Ahmad Bradshaw. He has the upside, the explosive capability, the ability has a receiver, but man, he's also got those, uh, got, got a bit of the fumbleitis going on there, and it worked out in the Giants' favor. And again, you talk about the fortune, and I don't mind saying that the Giants have been lucky because, in a lot of ways, they have been lucky. They have had the ball bounce their way uh, on, on that Graham Gano kickoff. Literally, it bounced their way. It could have bounced out of bounds, which would have been a huge boon to the Jaguars on that final drive. But, you know, last week the Giants had an interception in the end zone overturned because of a penalty, uh, a defensive pass interference on Marcus Peters that really didn't impact his interception because Jones threw the ball behind Darius Slayton. It definitely impacted the release though. Well, yeah, but I don't think the hold pushed Darius Slayton further down the field (laughs) or further across the field. But but also you had two turnovers nullified, negated by penalty. Again, you had the uh, offsides by Josh Allen. You know, perfectly valid call. He was definitely offsides. But then you had the strip fumble. You know, as the Jaguars had good coverage and it gave the Jaguars pass rushers time to get to Jones. But you they had the penalty and then you had the interception by Devin Lloyd which was negated by the roughing the passer again good penalty you know that was a good call by the referees but it didn't impact the play it happened basically after the interception happened or just as the ball was being caught and this just keeps happening for the Giants which you know maybe that makes up for all of the close games in the last five years where the ball didn't bounce their way, where they didn't get calls. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is 
you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Last five years, it seems like it's been so much longer than that, but you're right. We have some questions over here, Chris. Fellas, did Landon Collins from Larry Edelstein, did Landon Collins affect the outcome of the game? I saw Landon Collins out there, and he made one really nice tackle in the red zone against Travis Etienne, where he shed a block, worked back inside, and then just kind of dove at Etienne's ankles, wrapped him up, and brought him down to the ground. And as for Tyree Phillips, he also asked a question about Tyree Phillips replacing Evan Neal. I'll have to get to the tape, and we'll be breaking that down throughout the week. But it seemed like, to me, that he looked comfortable out there. A pretty tough assignment against Trevon Walker and and Josh Allen. Yeah, I, the Giants pass protection was for the most part not terrible. Yeah, uh I believe the the people who were down at the game said uh, John Feliciano was kind of laboring at some points, you know, he had the the groin injury this week last week. Uh he was questionable for the game. That's something I think we'll have to keep keep an eye on, you know, as we get ready for uh, the Seattle Seahawks next week, but Thankfully, the Giants have a bye week after that. So even if guys miss a couple games or miss a couple weeks, they might only miss one game or maybe two. So it sucks that the Giants keep dealing with these injuries, but credit to the coaching staff for having the next man up ready to go. And fortunately, they at least have some a little bit of a breather coming up. We got to talk about Daniel Jones too. Like there were times in this game, Chris, where where Daniel Jones was putting the team on his back once again, and a lot of the times where Kafka was using his legs on those zone read type of runs and the RPOs, I felt like Daniel Jones, except for the one play where he handed it off to Saquon Barkley and then immediately kind of like clapped his hands together because he knew that he made the wrong read. But other than that one play that I'm referring to. He was really decisive once again, and he led a lot of drives where he put the Giants into position to get points on the board. Daniel Jones consistently plays pretty damn well within what this offensive coordinator, Mike Kafka and Brian Dable, what they're asking him to do. And he continues to kind of build a good resume for the Giants to bring him back on some sort of deal. Yeah, the Giants don't ask him to do a lot as as a quarterback they're not putting a tremendous amount on his plate his reads are usually pretty quick and pretty defined but he is managing the game well which is really what they're asking him to do and with the entire team executing and for the most part not hurting themselves with blown assignments or bad penalties that's really just all the giants need from daniel jones right now now Looking ahead to the future, you know, I think we'll have to burn that bridge when we come to it and you know, really take a look at his entire body of work and the things we don't know 
is what the what this coaching staff really wants from their offense because they are coaching their asses off right now. But you have to believe that you know 20, 23 points a game and you know 180 to 220 yards passing isn't what Brian Dayball wants. So they will look at the whole team and make their decisions, you know, whenever they're done playing football. It's just wild to me, Chris, how this Giants team is such a second half team. And you can feel it's it's palpable when that momentum starts to swing in the Giants direction. And on this in this game, it was that 12 play 60 yard drive by Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville. And the Giants come up with that quarterback sneak stop on fourth down. And right then you're like, oh, okay. This is is this going to really happen again? Because the score was thirteen to seventeen, so it's still a one score game. But it seemed like a lot of things were going Jacksonville's way, even though they started taking a little bit of penalties around that time. But we were like, when is the Giants' offense really going to start sparking themselves? And they didn't until really that touchdown drive, ten play, seventy nine yards, right after the turnover on downs, where it was a lot of Daniel Jones's legs just getting yards here. You know, twenty four yard run by Daniel Jones, nine yard run by Daniel Jones, and then. A, then it was capped off by Daniel Jones, his legs. I mean, it was just like a quarterback sneak, but that seemed to be the turning point for this team. And then what happens after that? Similar to a lot of other recipes so far this season, a three-play, three-and-out drive by Jacksonville where the Giants defense, who, again, did not play well. I think we have serious concerns about the Giants' rush defense from this game. They did not play well, but when they need a big play, when they need to stop an opposing offense late in these games, they always find ways to do it. And they did, three-and-out. Giants get the football back. Giants end up winning this football game. Yeah, they did. And the Giants came away. I don't believe they managed a sack that counted on Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Dexter Lawrence did, ha- you know, had some, had some uh, Lawrence on Lawrence violence there. Uh, Dexter did get him. He, he got him on the ground. Uh, former Clemson Tiger teammates too. But one thing I did notice is at the end of games, when the Giants really absolutely need to start applying pressure on the quarterback – that's when Kayvon Thibodeau starts to really show up. That's when he really starts to beat blockers and apply pressure. He almost got another strip at the end of this game. And yeah, that I think is, that speaks very highly of him. And that bodes very, very well for the future. It does bode very well for the future. And I'm excited about this team, man. I mean, how can you not be at this point with the New York Giants playing that the way that they are? And they have a they have a tough game next week. They have to go all the way up to the Pacific Northwest to to play Seattle. And Chris, man, it's a lot of traveling. You go to London to play Green Bay, and then you go down to Florida to play Duval, Jacksonville. Now you go back up to Jersey and then fly all the way out to to Seattle. It's going to be a tough game. But in terms of this, man, they handled their business, even though it was sloppy and it was gross at times. And there's a lot of stuff to work on. When Brian Dable says, yeah, there's still a lot to work on. He's not lying. There's a lot that this New York Giants team needs to improve, Chris. And I know you would be the first one to say that. Firstly, they need to get healthy as well. But this is another win, another win for this football team. Uh, When a lot of people were not picking the New York Giants, I mean, Vegas is Vegas, Chris. They're going to create their, their odds based on how other people are going to bet. But ESPN doesn't do that. ESPN had the Giants with like a 26% chance to win this football game, and they were wrong. Yeah, they, they were, although it is it was close. And like we said before, th- this Jaguars team is a lot better than their, than their record would indicate. It's just they haven't gotten on the same page. They haven't, they haven't been executing the same way that Brian Dayball has this team executing you know we saw on the broadcast fans with the 
with wearing shirts with uh, Dayball's face on them. And right now, that <laughs> Dabs pretty much is this team right now. You know, he, Kafka, Martindale, they have the team bought in, and they are really coaching their asses off and just getting just enough out of this team to survive these games. The difference a year makes. If, if someone were to tell you after Jake Fromm took a quarterback sneak on third down, backed up in his own goal, I think it was on second down too, that in one year you would be six and one after defeating Green Bay and Baltimore and then going down to Jacksonville, a feisty team like you said. No one would believe you. And here we are, Chris. Here we are. Yeah, and I would say six and one with an objectively worse team. Like the the Giants have street free agents starting at almost half of their positions right now. I don't know if they're objectively worse though, just because the injuries last year. Like, but so, they, I mean, they didn't have Daniel Jones, and Saquon Barkley's coming back from an injury. So, but like, also they've I, got I a, say but I mean, they, they've got a bunch of injuries this year as well. You they know? do definitely. I, I'm not sure if Tyree Phillips at your at right tackle is your uh, is your preferred option. It's definitely not. But also the offensive line last year, we're not we can't shine any kind of glorious light no. on those guys with no. West Martin and and all of those individuals. It was it was gross. But Chris, you have anything else on this win? Jacksonville losing to the New York Giants. I mean, it's it's pretty awesome, man. I don't even know. I don't even know like how. The New York Giants are doing this so consistently. Like I think it's just because they're so well prepared and so well coached that they can get their backs against the wall and then find a way out of it. And they also take advantage of the fact that Jacksonville was penalized like 13 times for 81 yards or something absolutely ridiculous. I just feel like this team consistently makes teams pay whenever they make mistakes. They're so opportunistic in that manner. Yeah, and I think that really is it. I think it is coaching. I think it is preparation. And as you said... It, other teams just keep hurting themselves and the Giants pounce every single time. It really does seem like every time there is the other team makes a game changing play. Every time the other team gets the momentum going, they do something and the Giants are right there. It, it does not feel as though it should work. It doesn't feel as though it should keep working. And yet it does. You, we say this every week. It, it how much longer can they keep it up? And so far, the answer is at least one more week. At least one more week, and I love it. And you got to think back to that to the drive that I I was talking and referencing a little bit earlier. Like Jacksonville made so many dumb defensive mistakes. They had too many men on the field. They had an offsides. They uh, they had a DPI on Darius Slayton that was called that was a little bit soft in my opinion. Probably not the the best DPI. So and and also the Giants had success not just running the ball with. Daniel Jones, they also had success running the ball with Saquon Barkley in the second half, which is another theme that we have seen. Whenever the Giants are down, they're not straying away from Saquon Barkley. They keep these games close. They rely on their rushing attack, which they believe is probably the strength of this team. And then they ask Daniel Jones to make the big throws in, in clutch situations, and Jones is executing that very well this season. So I love the identity of the Giants and how they're winning these games in different manners, yet they still kind of they still kind of follow the same formula. Yeah, and the, the Giants can't afford to get away from the running game. They can't afford to get away from Saquon Barkley, which I also do kind of want to include Matt Breida in this because he has been impressive. He hasn't gotten a, a lot of a big share of the running back snaps. He hasn't gotten a ton of carries, but 
he has produced pretty much any time he has been on the field. And he's been a pretty important part of the Giants offense in those two back sets because defenses have to respect him. They have they can't ignore him because he will hurt them, hurt you. Anything else, Chris? You know, I think we've about covered it. And I'm not sure exactly how much more there is to say until we get a look at the tape. Can't wait to get a look at the tape. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Chris and Nick show here on Big Blue View Radio. Another win for the New York Giants, ladies and gentlemen. How exciting is this? Let's keep piling up these wins. Let's make a strong playoff push. No one thought that was going to happen, but we're here right now. Absolutely love it. Take care of each other. Be well, everybody. Take care. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.